Oh, hello. Oh, what is this? You got some kind of goat farm here? Was that the sound of the morning cock? Oh, this is fantastic. Do you grow all of them yourself? Well, look at them. Ah, those goats with their proud briskets, their playful trotters, and all those graceful withers. You know, since you seem to be someone who appreciates a finely crafted thing, uh, perhaps you appreciate the Nuzzle House family of audio podcasts, which you can find at nuzzlehouse.com. That's N-U-Z-Z-L-E-H-O-U-S-E.com. I uh, spelled it out because you look like you might be a boomer. Oh, you can find all sorts of podcasts uh, with great shapes, like Leaves of Glen, where I read to you uh, a lot like how I'm talking to you right now. What the hell is that? Uh, Gestating the Curious Mind, where my wife and I make up paranormal smut so you can get wet. And occasionally, uh, we make our own Radio Mystery Theater episodes from the 70s, uh, because they stopped making them, because uh, it went out of business, and someone's got to keep doing it. Uh, here, why don't, you, why don't you give me your phone, and I'll pull up nuzzlehouse.com so that you can listen on your podcast app of... Ch- uh, what? Uh, you don't want to listen? What the hell? I'm trying to be nice to... Okay, fine. Go back to your goats. They're the only ones who will ever love you anyways. What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so don't be blasting it over the speakers at school or at work or some other public place that has people with sticks at their butts, okay? I'm assuming if you're listening, you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. Enjoy! I'm gonna show you my water bottle, my wa- my water bottle real quick. Can you see it? Yay! Yay! I'm picking my-, my little head out in the middle. <laughs> it's my my pod water bottle. <laughs> pod oh, pod water. Pod pod bottle. Pod. Mm. Whatever. Water puddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's my water puddle. My water puddle. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Rewatch Recap for My So-Called Life, Episode 7, Why Jordan Can't Read. Ooh, Ooh. I'm here with Kay from Fuck My Work Life, who is my guest co-host for this season of TV watching. (laughs) I don't know what to say there, but how you doing, Kay? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. I guess I should say, well, I always feel stupid when I say I'm I'm good. Someone else goes, I'm well. And I'm like, okay, well, your grammar's better. <laughs> and it also sounds snooty at the same time, I'm well. <laughs> I'm well. I'm like, why are you saying it like that? To say, I'm well. <laughs> say it matter of factly. But no, they're like, yeah. I'm well. Like, okay. <laughs> Chill out with the wells, man. Fancy. That's why I'm good sounds better. I guess you can say, I'm good. And even good. if you don't sound good, you it, you just go with it. But if you say right. I'm well, I'm well. Like, ooh, that doesn't sound good. You know, it's like completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That came out of nowhere. I don't. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that conversation was fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, 
considering this episode's called Why Jordan Can't Read, I will tell you right now, I never really liked Jordan Catalano. Even as a kid, he just wasn't for me. And I only identified with Angela's crush on Jordan. Mm -hmm. But I had never actually been attracted to Jared Leto at that time or this time or even to the character of Jordan Carolano. So like every time it's a more Jordan centric episode, I'm already over it. I have like rolled my eyes. I'm like, Oh, Jordan, he's exhausting just because he, he just makes you mad. He so, does. um, but I love so you're drinking younger. What are you drinking today? <laughs> uh, I have a blonde roast vanilla oat milk latte. You got from the, Star from the Bucks of Star? <laughs> yes. Okay. Star Fox. It's uh, ironic because like I didn't get mine from the Bucks of Star, yet I have one of their mugs that <laughs> oh, I'm using right there now. You go. What's I'm in just your drinking regular old coffee with uh four sugars? Splendas. <laughs> yeah. Three Splendas, but and some creamer. But yeah. That's why I was like, it's kind of convenient that you chose coffee too. And <laughs> We're both drinking coffee because this episode has a lot of coffee in it. Well, they it talk does. a lot about coffee, or at least a couple times. Not really that much, but it's very notable. Mm -hmm. It's notable how how impressionable Angela is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's get into this episode. Go now. Go. Oh. <laughs> uh... So after last week's revelation by Mr. Racine, we know now that Jordan can't read good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe he should see Derek Zoolander and enlist in his school. <laughs> and learn to do other stuff good as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dance in the fountain of gasoline, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that whole thing was funny. Uh, did you know that Alexander Skarsgård was one of the models in that scene with the gas and they blow up? That's him. Was he? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to go back. I learned that like when I was watching True Blood. That's funny. I know. I love that movie. It's so stupid. <laughs> it is really dumb. I never saw the sequel, but I'm like, eh. I didn't see it either. <clears throat> yeah. I heard it wasn't great. Well, anyway, so this week we open up with Angela lying in bed in her dark room. She's staring out into nothing and just thinking, love is when you look into someone's eyes and suddenly you go all the way inside to their soul. And you both know instantly. I always imagined I would fall in love nursing a blind soldier who was wounded in battle. Or maybe while rescuing someone in the middle of a blizzard seconds before the avalanche hits. I thought at least by age of 15, I would have a love life. But I don't even have a like life. <laughs> I love her little fantasies. Like, where are I know, you going to nurse a blind it sounds soldier? Even more like What'd you say? Sorry. Where are you going to nurse a blind soldier, Angela? <laughs> I know. I know. But it's like, it reads like soap opery. Mm -hmm. Really soapy. You know, I can only imagine this. But the whole soldier scenario, doesn't that sound like a farewell to arms? Like, maybe she's just taking stuff from like literature and stuff she's read. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. Was that movie? There was that movie too around that time. In Love and War. Um, it's it's with Sandra Bullock and Chris O'Donnell. No, it was like an older British woman. I feel like <laughs> I don't. Know. Oh, the English patient. Was, yeah, wasn't that around that time? Uh, yeah. I never, I never saw it, but like <laughs> that's what like the scenes from it from like the trailers what come to mind when I'm yeah. 
I saw it like Angela. one time and it was very long and I was very, I was young and I'm like, I can't mm-hmm. watch this anymore, but I watched the whole damn thing. Can't tell you what happened in it. You know, that's how it'll be. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, down the hall, Patty and Graham are getting ready for bed. Graham wants to know, you know, what Patty said to someone about something. I don't know. But of course, Patty's in her own little world, worried about her looks again. Of course. Saying that she might be coming down with something. And Graham says she's just tired. And apparently he says this all the time. She says, Come on, Graham. what if this is just what I look like now? And he says, well, then I want a divorce. <laughs> Damn, Graham. <laughs> he, like, he's good at cracking the joke. She's not good at taking it as a joke. No, know your audience, Graham. Know your audience. Patty Seriously. is too uptight for that. Yeah. So as Patty keeps trying to talk about the repair guy at the print shop, she seems to be becoming more and more obsessed with what she looks like or her health or whatever. She gets off and on the scale, six pounds, then it's seven pounds, and then complains of being bloated. Graham is praying she doesn't ask him if she's fat, but she does. He decidedly <laughs> takes a moment and goes, um, and she says, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He knows what it's going to do to her, and he did it on purpose. It was very over the top. Of course, now she's checking the date on the calendar and realizing that, uh-oh, mm-hmm. to be continued. Presumably the next day, Angela, Ryan, Ricky, and other classmates are on a field trip to the museum. And she says, field trips are so intense. It's like everybody has been out of their cages or something. (laughs) And we're all roaming around loose. (laughs) It's true, though. It It really really felt that way. You go, you're like, wow, I'm not supposed to be out of school. And there's only one teacher here, you know, running yeah. around frantically. Oh, my God. That's what. Yeah. She's running around <laughs> telling everybody like, OK, the most important thing to remember is to stay with the group. <laughs> stay with the group. Everybody stay with the groups. Remember to stay with the group. She goes to everybody. She's running around. She's really wound up tight and probably mm-hmm. got in trouble once for like leaving a child behind on the bus or something. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't let that happen again. Yeah. Seriously. Angela laughs at her and she says, what's the big deal staying with the group? What if Amelia Earhart had stayed with the group? And then Ricky adds, or Diana Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Ricky. Of course. Angela pulls Rayanne aside and hands her a bunch of folded up papers. She said that she wrote it out the night before and it contains every thought and feeling she's ever had about Jordan Catalano. Ever the extrovert, Rayanne nearly reads it out loud in the quiet museum but Angela promptly shushes her. Did you ever like write a letter or like a journal entry or something like that about a crush or? Oh, all the time. But during the scene, I'm like, why would, why would you bring that to school with you? If it's not something that could possibly get misplaced and give like, it to Rayanne her, the most, you know what I mean? Like, possible. yeah. Hey, Rayanne, come over to my house after school. I've got something yeah. to show you. <laughs> Right. You know, and then there you go. You don't bring it. But, you know, Angela doesn't think things through most of the time. No. She just, she goes with her feelings there. But, you know, it's, you know, it's nice. It's nice. So Rayanne asks if she's going to be giving it to Jordan. And, but Angela's like, no, it's private. I can't. She's just sharing it with Rayanne because she's proud of it. And I mean, I guess she means proud of getting her feelings out there and everything she wanted to say, you know. Yeah. I, I can kind of see that. I don't know. 
It apparently has helped with some closure because now Angela thinks she's finally over Jordan Catalano. I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And the, and like the this, month long, the month long whirlwind of their non romance. She's over. <laughs> I'm so over it. It's not happening, and I'm over it. Like, all okay. right. She goes on to explain that she wrote how she was obsessed with him at one time, but that he doesn't really know her, and blah blah blah. Rayanne really wants to read it, so Angela makes her swear not to show it to anyone. So Rayanne walks off and starts to read. Meanwhile, we see shots of Sharon and Kyle making out amongst some statues in a darkened area, while in another room, Brian Krakow stares at Angela, who in turn is smiling to herself as she locks eyes with Jordan across the room. Mm-hmm. I'm over you. Blink, blink, blink. I know. I'm like, he looks so dumb, too, in this, like, toddler way because his hands are all tucked into his sleeves. You know what I mean? I mean, I used to do it, too. Everybody did. But when you look at it now, you're like, grow up. Yeah. Grow up. Put your hands out. Be a man, Jordan. there, if anything. (laughs) You know? So, yeah. So, he starts walking off. But it seems Angela is silently trailing him. I'm like, yeah, you're so over him. So over him. Don't, you Mm -hmm. know, he's following around. She's trying to stay with the group. That's what she would say. You know, she would say that. Try to stay with the group, like Miss Lerner said. Brian even stops her and says the teacher told them they had to stay with the group. Come on, Brian. I'm He's like, such a where funny is this daddy. group of which you speak, Brian? It looks like that you're the only two in this room now, Mr. Nosy. Yeah, he's following Angela around. Angela's following Jordan around. Jordan's being dumb and just wandering aimlessly. <laughs> I like no this shape. With the group. That color's pretty, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's like, you know, dum de dum de dum. I don't even uh, know if his thoughts go that far. <laughs> he's he dumb. <laughs> he dumb. Yeah. I end up calling him Jordum later. Um <laughs> fitting. very fitting. Yeah, Jordum. But anyway, so Angela ignores Brian, she heads after Jordan. Rookie walks into the room where Kyle and Sharon are kissing, and he's like just looking at them like, oh. I'm like, poor Ricky. I really want him to have a boyfriend, you know? Some little kids on their own field trip spot the couple kissing as well. And they're giggling as they walk by. They're on like, you know, private school gear, you know, it looks like they're all wearing uniforms. Ricky just watches on. We also see that Ray Ann is drinking from a flask. Ryan. Yeah. Seems like a little foreshadowing or something. I don't know. You never know. Mm-mm. Angela is wandering still, the teacher running around in the background. We cut back to Rayanne, who is flirting with a hot security guard before walking off, and he is pretty hot. Mm-hmm. He then proceeds to follow her in his best nonchalant way. But as he does, we pan down to see the entire confession note that Angela wrote to Jordan has been left behind on the glass casing of one of these exhibits. I'm like, oh my God, this is just Damn like it, a freaking Rayanne. nightmare for anybody. Yeah. Oh, my heart sunk something you for... don't want out there, you know? Mm-mm. Next, we see the security guard standing behind Rayanne, who is asking, so do you want my number? I'm like, oh, Rayanne, get it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure he wants more than your number, but, you know. Yeah, she she's just got no, what's the word I'm looking for? too early for words she's just not scared of anything you know just no self-awareness whatever yeah we see that sharon and kyle are still making out in the same spot like 
how red would their lips be by this point? That's what I want to know. Right? Yeah. Angela's looking at some random statue when Jordan walks up beside her humming. He says he's been humming that tune all day. And she's like, so like you can't get it out of your mind or something? And then she she says to him, she's like, why do I say these things, right? The the voiceover wishes like she could push a button to like make herself shut up. I'm like, once they invent that, I'm like, I'm first in line. (laughs) I get early dibs. I'm the king of awkwardness when it comes to talking. It's totally true. He says he could use a cup of coffee. She's surprised at this. Why? I have no clue. And asks, you know, do you like take it with cream or something? And (laughs) he says he he takes it with black with three or four sugars. Mm -hmm. And like I was saying, I take mine with like three sugars or three Splendas and creamer. Mm -hmm. And how do you take yours? Like your normal coffee? Uh, It depends. Usually like weekday mornings, it's just black coffee. Um, But on the weekends, it's usually like some sort of latte with oat milk and just a little bit of sweetener. I don't like really sweet coffees. Just a little, little bit. But yeah, I like I like a creamy coffee on the weekends and just black during the week. Like my okay. soul. Where did you land at on uh, sweet tea? I forgot. I am not a sweet tea fan. I used okay, to growing right. up. I used to like sweet tea. And I feel like just the older I get, the more sensitive I am to sweet stuff. And I can't. I can't drink it. I'm anymore. more sensitive to it too, but I still want it. It's like really bad. I don't know. Like my body's like, I want sweetness. Ah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> also, this is to- the most riveting conversation Angela and Jordan are having. <laughs> they really are. Like they're, it's the most in depth they've gotten for sure. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> yeah. So she changes the subject and asks if the song he was humming was by, you know, is that by Crowded House, which I've never heard of them. Is that a real, I don't know if it's a real band. I didn't look I think it up. a real band. Okay. If, if you're a like- fan of Crowded House, go ahead and message us and let us know. Hey, I like Crowded House and this is one of their good songs. <laughs> I feel like they were like a one hit wonder. What is it? Let's see. Oh, wow. Well, they're still touring, apparently. <laughs> wow that's interesting oh so they okay. are a real band okay do you want me to tell you the song that they sing or do you want to wait to hear from the audience oh go ahead don't we it's don't dream it's over don't dream oh. it's over yeah hey now really hey now yeah <laughs> it's random why would you be asking him if he was like what i don't know this is the song she, the would listen to no she's probably just trying to sound like yeah you know i know some music <laughs> You know, like that Crowded House group. Anyway, and he's like, no, that's not from Crowded House. I, it's a song I'm writing for my band. You know, Frozen Embryos. <laughs> what do you I know? still think that's a great band name, though. It is. Um, you know, the one he has with Tino, the person we will never meet. I know. I love the elusive Tino. I know. I always wanted to see him at some point, though. He starts to ask her to come listen to them play, which she's all about when Rayanne calls her name frantically. Jordan walks off and Rayanne jumps in. She wants to tell Angela something urgently, but all Angela can do is get excited about Jordan. She shuts Rayanne down and says, Jordan Carolano just had a conversation with me, like on purpose, like a really nice conversation. But Rayanne is not swayed. She tells Angela something happened to the note. And Angela is hoping like you didn't show it to Jordan or anything. 
which she didn't. She just no. lost it. Yeah. And Angela's like, you just you just lost it? Rianne tries to make it better by telling Angela that on the plus side, you know, I met a really cute guard. <laughs> like, how's right. that? What's that going to do for her? I don't get it. I do have to give Rayanne props for fessing up to it, though, and not just like right away trying. when she realized it. Mm-hmm. So Angela's mortified, and you know someone could have found that letter and read it, and now she's second guessing. Wait a minute, Jordan was being nice to me out of nowhere, and then he's walking by, and it fades out as he's still humming that tune. We're we're gonna we're gonna talk about that tune when it comes up, right? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> So after a commercial break, it's the next day and we are back in school as class ends. So Angela keeps looking over at Jordan as Brian walks up and is like, hey, um, you got my Malcolm X book. So um, do you have? can I have it back? She says, yeah, I still have it. She's annoyed by him. But he can be fucking annoying. But He's so um, annoying. He just grasps at straws for any excuse to talk to her. <laughs> you know what I it's mean? It's very like, obvious. Too. Like, why do you, you don't need that Malcolm X book that badly? No. She walks over to Jordan to talk about the field trip yesterday when he presents the letter to her. Mm. And can I just say how much I would shrink down into nothingness at this point? Like, just, I'm uh, melting. Puddle of me on the floor. Heart just stops. (laughs) Has that ever happened to you? Has anybody found anything you wrote or? I'm sure it has. I know there's, there's been times where I've texted the wrong person. And something that they they shouldn't have seen, and then as soon as you hit send, like your no. heart literally stops, and your all the blood just rushes from your face, and you're just like, oh shit. Oh <laughs> so man, I'm guessing that's kind of how she's feeling right now. Yeah, have you yeah, done that's that? Pretty close. Something like that. Um, I think like stupidly I've let people read some things before and then I didn't realize something was in, else was in it until after the fact and they're like oh shit I forgot about this or yeah. sometimes you know that's happened with my parents a lot I think that always happens with parents you're like oh crap you weren't supposed to read that part I forgot that part yeah. in there you know that kind of thing and so just stuff like that mainly it's mainly just me like dumb just like why did I do that like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't realize it you just don't realize it it's okay though so he says that he found that note at the museum and saw that she wrote it. So she tries hard to come up with a cover story and stumbles with it. It's kind of laughable, but she <laughs> says she wrote it about, about someone else, uh, a boyfriend that she had last summer. She only used Jordan's name because she didn't want anybody else to know it was about her boyfriend because, uh, well, he died. He's dead. Jordan says he didn't read it. And she's like, oh, really? You expect me to believe that? And he says, I don't care what you believe. And she says, you find a five-page letter in a museum and starts, Dear Jordan, and you expect me to believe you didn't read it? He said, well, I only read parts of it. And she gets upset and starts to walk up because she she doesn't believe him. And he says, it, it just didn't hold my interest, okay? Oh. And she turns back and she says, she wants to know what about that letter was so incredibly boring that it just didn't hold your interest. She is pissed. And she says, tell me, was it too emotional, too personal, too many big words? Which, ouch. Ouch. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, for someone who doesn't have an idea, she seems to have an idea. Right. And he just yells at her to shut up. And that's when she realizes that 
he couldn't read the note because he pretty much can't read. He says he never told anyone before. And they share a quick moment that's interrupted by Jared uh, Jordan's friend, Shane, who is actually played by Jared Leto's older brother, Shannon Leto. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, that's his older brother. I, I found this out afterwards. I was like, ah. Oh. He says that because I was trying to find his name and I found out it was, you know, um, Shannon Leto, which is funny. So that's like Jordan Catalano, Shane. They both have the S-H-J, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, we I found rehearsal space for Frozen Embryos tonight. And Angela notes that she, you know, I'd like to hear that song you wrote sometime. And Jordan casually invites her to the band rehearsal, which I've gone to somebody's band rehearsal before. I don't know why anybody would want to go to a band rehearsal, but band they're not in because it is not fun to hang around. It's boring. boring. You know, loud. It's, yeah. And it's, and there's a lot of drama mm-hmm. because young performers, musical, you know, or acting, whatever, they're just full of drama. It just happens. They all want to be seen and they all want attention. Unfortunately, my house was the band rehearsal place growing up because my brother is a drummer and always in bands. So our garage was the Yeah, so you know. Place. You know all about it. Yeah. You saw your fair share of the drama, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably why I have tinnitus now, too. Oh, no. <laughs> that sucks. Just sitting in the garage with no headphones, listening to loud, usually heavy metal music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things we do as stupid teenagers. Yeah. Listen to that, teens. If you're listening to this, which I doubt you are. But if so, learn. Wear your learn from your elders. <laughs> Wear earplugs when you're in loud spaces. <laughs> Don't hurt your ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So, yeah. Jordan gets called away, but looks back at Angela, who is still in frozen shock over the situation now. So much that she immediately goes to find Rayanne in the bathroom to tell her that something has developed between she and Jordan Catalano. She can't explain why, because it's a secret, but she understands him in a whole new way that she didn't know existed before. And it's changed everything between them. It is, and you know what I mean? Like I get it though, but I get that, that hopeful feeling of young love, you know, mm-hmm. just like, and I still wish like I can get that excited and not have the, this dating cynicism. Like, uh, it's it was so much happier then. <laughs> right. Every everything. You just felt everything so much. It was yeah. I kind of miss that, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, so much, so much emotion all the time. <laughs> yeah. Too much. Yeah. Anyway, across town at a uh cafe deli butcher shop thing, Camille and Patty are presumably waiting in line, drinking sodas, when Patty tells Camille that she's eight. Days late. Uh oh. They get their sandwich order and sit down, and Camille says it could just be premenopause. <laughs> Something else that's got to be unnerving for a middle aged woman, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And Patty is not here for premenopause. No. <laughs> what now? And Camille just says, well, it just means like your periods will start to get a little funky and they'll, you know, start coming in to the end of the egg of their eggs soon. And this just made me think of all the times in sitcoms like that shows like someone would bring up a woman's reproductive system and guys would cringe or get all like out of or out of sorts, you know? And yeah. 
something I never understood. I mean, I'm the gay guy. I have no interest in the female form. So shouldn't that mean I should be the one who cringes more? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, grow up. So I don't know. I just, that's happened a lot in like episode, a lot of those episodes, you know, like, oh, reproductive rights. Ooh. Yeah. I love how Camille's always just kind of like nonchalant, whatever. Just, yeah, it's probably this. But <laughs> She's just always so like <laughs> even keel, you know? Yeah, she is. That's the cool thing about her character. Anyway, so Patty is mad. She says, a man loses a little hair and he buys a great sports car. And Camille's like, what are you, what are we supposed to do? Right. Buy, go buy yourself a sports car if you want one, girl. Um, <laughs> do it, right? Get yourself a sports car. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> so Camille tries to comfort her that it would be a gradual process. Patty is distraught and Camille tells her that they are just 40, which is still considered young. Patty is not going through menopause just yet. So Patty asks, do you think I could be pregnant? And Camille gives her the, like, what the fuck look? <laughs> and says, are you kidding at your age? <laughs> I loved that because she knows. Just flips on a dime like that. Yeah. She's like pro-aging and then all of a sudden she's like, no, you old bitch. I'm sorry. You can't have no baby. But when they said they're only 40, I was like, oh, fuck. Parents are even younger than us. I know. Doesn't that hurt you sometimes? And you're like, oh my God, they're, I'm oh. like, you know, like, I'm older than the Friends characters, that kind of stuff. You're like, what the yeah. They oh. always still feel older, though, when I watch them. Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. They still they're feel babies. like they're older. Mm -hmm. So back at school, the trio are hanging out on the bleachers outside. Rayanne is ecstatic that Angela gets to go see Frozen Embryos play, and Ricky wants to know, you know, what was it that changed between them? You know, that everything changed. And Angela is like, I'm not giving a secret away. She just says that it involves the letter, which means Rayanne feels like she helped the situation by losing the letter in the first place. One of the uh, best throwaway lines that I noted here is when Rayanne asks, Angelica. <laughs> she calls her Angelica. Angelica. <laughs> Do you know what this means? And Angelica responds, Yes, I do. What does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ryan says, it's happening between you and Jordan Catalano. But I just love how she goes, what, yes, I do. What does it mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> She's uh, so clueless to all of it. She's so clueless that she instantly wants to sound smart, but you're like, don't do that because then you look dumber. Rayanne takes off after getting Angela to thank her for losing the letter. And Ricky stays behind and congratulates Angela. She says she doesn't know what she'd do if, if she'd run into him right now, which Ricky says, you won't run into him. He has shop fifth period Mondays and Wednesdays, and he never cuts shop. And then he just, she just looks at him and he goes, I just know because I used to pass him on the way to computer. Mm. She, I'm like, oh, Ricky. Ricky. She says, oh, right. And it somehow just makes the situation a little more awkward. Yeah. It's pretty obvious what he's saying. Like, yes, I watched Jordan too. Did we did we get this from him before this episode that he was also kind of into Jordan? I can't remember. Uh, I think a couple of times. A couple you know, of Don't you things. love how he leans? Uh, you know, oh, that kind of stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. But this is kind of showing like he, re he was really crushing hard on him. He like knew his yeah. whole schedule. <laughs> it's really sad. But that's how it is. The little know. silent gay boy. No. No. So that night, the Chases are in their home office and trying to figure out 
when they could have conceived a child. While Patty chows down in a whole box of Nilla wafers, <laughs> which I love to this day. And I still, in my mind, I know they're vanilla flavored, but I always think of them as banana flavored because of the banana pudding. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. I always think they're supposed to be bananas, but they're vanilla. Anyway, it's even in the name. <sighs> Patty thinks it could have been, you know, when they watched the Nutty Professor on cable come a couple months ago. I'm like, yeah, because that always gets me horny. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Nutty That's Professor. a sexy, sexy movie. <laughs> Such a weird movie. So she says, I, you know, I put the stupid thing in and he gives her this look and she's like, I mean the diaphragm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, no. She then, you know, she pops up uh, and says, Graham, what if it's a boy? And I'm like, Patty, don't put that idea out there. You don't oh. even know if you're pregnant. Right? You know, that's mean. It's just like, and Graham says that's not happening because Patty's not pregnant. And then he turns back. He goes, "But do you think it might be a boy?" I'm like, "Why would you do that to him? Don't do that." She's not thinking. No. They walk out to find Brian Krakow standing by their stairs. Apparently, the door was open. I'm like, "Did he overhear that conversation?" I wonder. I feel like he overhears everything. He's I think he knows a lot. Yeah, always and- listening. He's always like, yeah, that hair catches secrets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another throw back there. Uh, anyway, so he's there for his Malcolm X book that he needs to reread. They tell him that Angela's at band practice, which they totally think she's in school band and not Jordan's garage band. Wouldn't they have had to rent her an instrument? How I know, like, could they know she's not in band? Like, that's not how this works. <laughs> I think Patty's so preoccupied. Angela got away with it pretty easily. Yeah. Patty asks, is Brian still plays the flute in band? And that's when everyone's favorite little sister, Danielle, comes downstairs and clarifies he plays the saxophone before giving her best flirtatious hi to Brian. (laughs) And he confirms that he actually plays both instruments because colleges really like it when you can play multiple. Graham asks if he plays them at the same time. And Graham's on a good one this episode. I don't what the hell. Patty says she can't get into Angela's room without a visa. So she'll tell Angela that Brian came by. She starts to leave and asks Danielle what this band thing is. And he's like, I don't know, but it must be someone that she likes there because she changed clothes like eight different times. Danielle then stops Brian to talk about the saxophone. And asks if he might be able to show her how to play it sometime. He says, sure. Meanwhile, Graham and Patty are listening. Obviously relishing that their tween daughter is whoring herself out for sax. But um, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she's got some game, Danielle. You know, she, she really does. Like, hey, not scared She watches Rayanne. That's what she does. She watches yeah. This woman does. She knows what she wants. She gets it. So she wants a you know like he's like sure whatever and she's like okay what day when when are we gonna do this and he's like okay how about tomorrow night and he always wants to know if you know will angela be here and then because i really need my book and she goes just come over i can find the book the way she says it you're like what and before you know she's showing him out i'm like oh the heartbreak that's coming for this girl <laughs> i know doesn't she have like a cute little side pony during all of this too <laughs> like her hair is just like off to the side, she's all <laughs> sassy and cute. <laughs> freaking it definitely love Yeah. So at the band rehearsal, 
People are just wandering around, tuning in instruments and whatnot, as Ricky and Angela sit on the sidelines, waiting for actual rehearsal to start. Rayanne walks up and says that they should leave because the band is totally ignoring them. She also comments that she wishes that Tino were there and that so that they could play something. All the while, opening her now empty flask, again, hints of what's to come are just popping up all over the place here. Mm-hmm. She gets up to call George again. And I'm like, is that the security guard guy? I'm going to go call George. I think we're supposed to think it's the security guard guy. Yeah. Angela watches Jordan and she narrates huge events take place on this earth every day. Earthquakes, hurricanes, even glaciers move. So why couldn't he just look at me? (laughs) Dramatic, dramatic. But it's so, you know, the feeling, you know, the feeling. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, you know, he calls to her and asks if she wants to hear that song that he's been working on. She lights up instantly and nods. He sits down with his guitar alone, starts to sing this very emo alternative song. And he's singing stuff like, she's all I need. I call her red. And Ricky automatically turns to Angela and grabs her hair. She goes, oh, my God, red, that's you. She's so happy. Poor Ricky. He's, but he's in the same spot with her, like, just doesn't know. He continues, she's my shelter from the storm. She's a place to rest my head. It sounds very country. Late at night, she keeps me safe and warm. I call her red. (laughs) It's such a bad song. The teenager inside me, like, might presume the same thing, but the song is obviously not about Angela. When you look at the facts, they are not together. No. He's never rested his head on her nope he barely notices her but wrote a song about her yeah <laughs> doesn't make no come on she angela keeps him safe and warm at night uh yeah. angela you've had two very weird conversations with this guy this is not about Do we you. have to go back an episode and get mr racine <laughs> to tell her to wake up one more time right. yeah, I, yeah. Oh. Take some advice, jordan oh, stops after a few bars and says that that's all he's written so far he gets up and he leaves and Angela is just blushing. And it seems like maybe Ricky has figured out he spoke too soon about who red is, but Rayanne runs up ready to go. She encourages Angela to stay as she and Ricky leave. And I hate these situations of being left like in a room full of people who don't see you as part of their group, but now you're stuck there trying to fit into the group because you can't go anywhere else. Yeah. I hate that. Why? I don't even understand. I don't, were they trying to just get her force her to talk to Jordan is that why they left her there? Because it was just so abrupt. Just like, okay, uh, Ricky and I are leaving. I stay. <laughs> just out of there. And Angela's like, what? They didn't say, do you want to stay? Or do you, you know, something's up. Yeah. Well, they're so much closer than they're, they've known each other a lot longer. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Jordan steps up and says, I don't think Tino's coming. I'm like, you think you're dumb? <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> you're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. He says he's leaving and offers Angela a ride. I'm like, perfect. When you're crushing, you are in a situation where you get to be alone with them. And it's just that great feeling of just finally, finally. It's kind of bittersweet, though, because you're not actually together, you know? So you're kind of like, oh, God, just, you know, kiss me, touch me. Oh, my God. You know? Right. Well, the last time they were in a car together, too, didn't go so well. (laughs) He was not very smooth. That was for sure. But now they are outside of Angela's house, sitting in Jordan's car, sitting in silence. 
Angela speaks up asking if, you know, do you think you might be dyslexic? And he's like that backwards thing. And he, you know, and he doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to talk about his reading problems right now, which I don't blame him. It's embarrassing. And she seems to really be focusing too much on it for him. You know, right now. Yeah. He's, well, she, she thinks that's let the go. thing that, that's like bonding them now. Right. She sees it as this big bonding thing for them. And he's like, this is not what I want to bond with somebody over. Yeah. The fact that I can't read. She's taking anything she can. She's grasping at straws. It's really sad. She says that a lot of intelligent people are dyslexic and it doesn't mean anything if you can't read. He quickly defends himself that saying that he can read, just not that good. I'm like, oh, Jordan, don't read good. Jordan, don't read good. Yeah. He turns to her real close. Like they're about to kiss, obviously. But then he asks, you know, if she knows those guys that grew up in the mountains. And he says it like really slowly. You know those guys? She's like, what guys? Up in the mountains? There's guys up there. <laughs> they're kissing or about to anyway. Yeah. And he's saying it kind of partly se sexy in a way, but it's mostly frustrating. Like, spit it out. And she's like, what guys? And he's like, you know, the ones that make snow. I'm thinking like for ski resorts or whatnot. And he really wants to do that. <laughs> so weird. That's presumably his dream job. I'm like, right. you got a real winner here, Angela. <laughs> I want to make snow when I grow up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> kiss, kiss me, baby. <laughs> kiss me. I'm like, you got ambitions. Oh. She asks, do you mean part time or. <laughs> And he shuts her up by finally kissing her. <laughs> also, just a reminder that Claire Dance was 15 and Jared Leto was 22 at this point. Oh, so, that's, yeah, that's pretty gross. Yeah. Jordan pulls back and says, sorry, I interrupted you. Which is actually kind of sweet in his Jordum mm -hmm. way, you know? Because wasn't that, that was a callback to the last time they were in the car together. Yeah. Where she was in the middle of a sentence and he just like kissed her and she was like, I was in the middle of talking. <laughs> <laughs> I give him some points for yeah. remembering, but he's still a douche. Yeah, he is. <laughs> she blushes and she can't stop smiling as she gets out of his car. He pulls off and there's a sweet moment where Angela spins and dances like a ballerina up to her front door. It's this magical moment. And I, just watching it, I got goosebumps because it reminded me of like my first real date. And how happy I was, and you know, everything just felt right in the world at that moment. Yeah. You know, it's just it light great. on your feet, and I just kept waiting. I couldn't remember. I'm like, are we gonna pan up to the tree and like Brian sitting in the tree watching the whole <laughs> With thing? With his flashlight in his book, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so weird. Yeah. Uh, so after a commercial break, Patty is calling for Angela to get ready for school. Meanwhile, Graham is wondering when she's going to take the pregnancy test. Danielle interrupts by telling them both that Angela's in love. And it cuts to the kitchen. Angela is staring off into her dream world with a goofy look on her face. The parents notice that she's actually drinking coffee and humming. She's giggling to herself when she you know, suddenly wants to confirm that, am I allowed to go on dates? <laughs> and both of them like just slowly turn back at her. And then Patty's like, yeah, of course you can go on dates. But we have ground rules. And Graham's like, we do. Like, we have ground yeah. rules. What? What are they? 
And the follow- these are the following ground rules that Patty comes up with on the spot because they didn't ever think of this. One, there's a curfew, of course. Yeah. Two, they have to know where she's going and who else will be there. Just typical. You ask your kid, I want to know who's going to be there. There's no drinking. And she has to swear in a stack of Bibles that she won't let her date drive her home if she- he's been drinking. And five, they have to meet him first. Ooh, good up and that until that is, point. <laughs> exactly. That is the most cringeworthy thing that she's like, oh my God, what? She gets so defensive. She is mortified that they want to meet him first. It's like standard practice. Like, calm down, girl. They want to meet the guy you're dating. You're not an adult yet. Graham asks if she wants milk with her coffee, to which Angela says no. She takes a black with three or four sugars. Hmm. Oh, oh Angela. It that way. Hmm. You know she's drinking that and just hating every sip of it too, but <laughs> I didn't like... actually see her drink it. She's just holding it. Oh, she's like, oh, just feeling the warmth on her face. <laughs> yeah. So Angela starts protesting. She wants to know why they had to meet him first because it's humiliating. She says, This person means something to me. I think I think it's funny how she calls Jordan this person. Yeah. And I just kind of I don't know, I was talking about that. Yeah. She goes, this person means something to me. She doesn't know, want to know why they just can't trust her instead of making her parade him around in front of them. I'm like, you're way too defensive. Like, chill out. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have said. Well, then you're not going to get to go on a date. Sorry. Right. Well, she knows Jordan's too cool to, like, come meet the parents. So she's like, how the fuck how am I going to have to now you have make me maneuver this shit now? I've already gotten yeah. past the major obstacle of actually getting him to like me back. <laughs> and now, like, ugh. I gotta make them like you. <laughs> Get that though. Were you were you embarrassed of your parents when you were a teenager? Of course, everybody was. Yeah. So you There's know certain she's... aspects of them. There's other aspects of like I think my mom's cool in this regard. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you talk them up, but then it's like oh, she's my mom. She's treating me this way. Ugh. Yeah. You know, it's just how it was. I'm sure you were too. Yeah, I mean, y- yeah. I'm like, are they going to listen to this? Um, <laughs> I hate you, mom and dad. <laughs> like, my mom was kind of my mom was kind of the cool mom that like everyone wanted to hang out with. But my dad was a, a little bit a little. Sorry, my cat just like ran into a box of. That's the spirit of your ancestors. Do not speak ill of your parents. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love my parents. They're the best. <laughs> yeah, no, but I was definitely I still embarrassed. You know, when you like someone, you're like. Oh, my parents are gonna embarrass me i don't like it nah. <laughs> i'm a grown kid <laughs> yeah you gotta trust my instincts yeah oh well so patty tells angela you know because we want to drag you down to our level that's the reason why we have to meet his <laughs> meet him angela leaves and danielle walks back in to get her things now she wants to know if it's some if you know what if you already know the guy <laughs> Brian, <clears throat> you know, uh-huh. and she says, you know, you would have to introduce him to to you guys, right? And Graham just stares her up and down. He goes, "Go to school, <laughs> just get the hell out of here." Just get Danielle out of here, just whips her head around and leaves. And I'm like, I love this kid. I know they're really neat. I wonder if Danielle fan fiction exists, and if there needs not, to be, I don't, it, there yeah. needs to be. Yeah, uh, it could be like you know, Babysitter's Little Sister kind of thing, like a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. spinoff. Patty laughs at the girls. Graham wants to know if she wants to go through that again with another kid. 
you know, neither wants to fess up if they really want her to be pregnant or not. But yeah, Graham points out, you know, when the kid is 40, they'll be dead. I'm like, wait, <laughs> 80 is not necessarily dead. I mean, it's up there, but it's not, yeah. you know, and so what? You're He's 40. He's fine by this point, you know? Right. He's established he's siblings. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. He's got older siblings. Uh, at school, Ann is standing with some guy watching Sharon and Kyle make out. Kyle points out that Ann is staring at them. So Sharon says, so? And Kyle starts to say how Ann is disgusting. And he heard that she had sex with one of the guards at the museum. And it seems like Sharon is starting to warm up to Ann because she's kind of casually defending her. She says, if a guy did that on a field trip, you and your friends would give him a medal, which is true. Totally true. So he kind of, you know, he's like, well, I was just making conversation. Like a douche who was trying not to look like a jerk, you know? He says that he thought Sharon hated Rayanne. She says, I do, but I think there's other ways to hate on her without dragging her in her sex life. Just very like, forward thinking of Sharon. Yeah, it's, you know? it's progress, you know? Angela recounts her kiss with Jordan to Ricky. She talks about how she keeps rerunning it in her brain and wants to see him so much, but she wants to be prepared to see him. Ricky confirms that he would be the same way and then tells her that Jordan usually goes to PE on Thursdays. And if she waited by the north side of the gym at fifth period, as fifth period lets out, she can catch him. Mm, my so sad face again. <laughs> yeah. She gives him that look. She's like, she knows that he crushes on Jordan too. Mm-hmm. You know, she then thanks him with a kiss on the cheek. Cut to, we see Angela rehearsing her surprised hi over and over again. <laughs> hi. Oh, hi. 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 <laughs> you know, every single, all casual trying to be, you know, just waiting for Jordan to exit PE. None of these sound rehearsed to me. They sound very much, I'm being sarcastic. So <laughs> um, <laughs> she oh, even gets, hi. oh, hi. Oh, hi. You know, <laughs> she even seems more eager when. She actually does walk up with his friends. Like, you know, she doesn't sound anything like she was rehearsing at all. Like, oh, hi. Oh, hi. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he seems like he's in a hurry and she's like taking forever to get what she wants to say out. She says, I can't get um, that song out of my head. He's like, oh, my song. Yeah. It reminds me of this movie. And he just kind of like looks at wink, him. Hey, wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, making you hear that, you know, when I heard that song, it makes me really want to see that movie again. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's awkward just really stare. awkward. Yeah, it's very awkward. And it's like there for a moment, they just kind of look at each other and he realizes that, oh, oh, you want me to ask you out? Like, that's what she's, he's thinking. He's like, yeah, we could do that. She then like drops the bomb. Okay, but before we do that. <laughs> My parents want to meet you before we go to a movie. Like, this is a lot to drop on someone who obviously was not prepared to date you. Right. It It's so awkward. Like, this whole watching this whole scene, I'm just, like, cringing on the inside. Like, you're pushing this way too hard, girl. Play it. Play it cool. A little bit. Back it <laughs> up. Back it up. Put it back in your pants. Uh, yeah. Put yeah. it in your pants, Angela. Oh. <laughs> He seems very thrown off, but agrees to it anyway. She says he can come by tonight to meet her parents and they can go out to the movie this weekend. All the while, Jordan's friends are like, Catalano, hurry up, hurry up. Come on, come on, dude. So he reluctantly agrees to meet her parents the night before walking off. That night, Graham is worried about meeting Jordan. He is not prepared to meet any boys 
that his daughter is dating. And Patty tells him he should prepare himself because she gets the impression this kid is very good looking. I mean, she's right. Jared is definitely cute here, especially, but I still never attracted to him. He complains about the ground rules she created. She says, you know, because why, why do we have to beat him? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and she says they, they just can't lock Angela up in her room. And, and Graham's like, why not? Why cannot we? Why can't we do this? Like. Patty is complaining about being bloated and very interested in chocolate lately. And then the doorbell rings. <gasps> she goes to the door and oh, it's just Brian Krakow. Oh, <laughs> she's so Brian. relieved. Yeah. Angela comes bounding downstairs really quickly and just hands him his Malcolm X. But here you go. Here's your butt. Like, get the hell out. <laughs> get out of here. Like she's trying to go. And he looks her up and down. And she's wearing makeup and her hair's kind of blown out a little. And she's wearing a nice dress. She's like, how can you look like that? And she plays dumb too. She's like, like what? Like she dresses like this mm -hmm. all the time to receive guests, you know? That's how I always look in the evening. <laughs> I, put, I put my face on. Mm -hmm. uh oh, So Patty and Graham leave the room for a drink. And Brian continues telling Angela she looks like she's going to a costume party of someone else. I'm like, shut up, Brian. Shut up. Just. He's just mad it's not for him. Shut up, Brian. Danielle pops up and asks where she and Brian will have their saxophone lesson. She's ignored, of course. Of course. What the hell is that? Of course. Of course. Of course. Sorry, I just went into Mr. Ed mode. Angela tells Brian that Jordan Catalano is coming over and she doesn't care if he disapproves. He says he doesn't disapprove. He is just sickened. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Angela. Why else would someone feel this strongly about another guy? Get a clue. Right. You know? She knows. She has to know. Right? How could She's she not just know? in denial. Denial. Meanwhile, Patty and Graham try to call Danielle into the kitchen. She goes, no, he's here to see me. <laughs> like, oh, Danielle. <laughs> Brian continues by asking if she and Jordan are a couple now. And she says, yes, yes, that's so hard to believe. And she's also going to go see the bicycle thief with him that weekend. And Brian gets really pissed. He says, Jordan is an idiot. He won't understand the bicycle thief that Angela only understands it because he had to explain it to her. Like, Do you have any idea what this movie is? No, is I've never seen it. Is a real movie? Okay. It is a real movie. I know that much. Okay. I've never seen it. And she's like, that's a lie. You know, she, she understood it. And she gets mad that he called Jordan an idiot because he doesn't know the whole situation. She says, you just analyze something until it barely exists. And there's a heated moment where they just stare each other down. And then they both just kind of walk away from each other. I guess Brian leaves. We jump forward. Angela and her parents are waiting in the living room for Jordan to arrive. Meanwhile, Jordan is at the rehearsal space playing his guitar. Shane says that there's a party they should get to, but Jordan's in his head. He says there's something else he said he would do. And then as the I Call Her Red song melody plays with Jared Leto humming the tune with the guitar, it cuts back and forth between the between Jordan and the chase house. He's thinking about going, but it's very apparent he's chickening out. Meanwhile, as time passes on, Angela is just, she's just heartbroken. She tells her parents um. that it wasn't a, definite appointment it wasn't anything you know she's trying to make excuses just to you know they kept the time loose like she's just trying to save face you know she gets up and she goes to bed 
she goes to her room and basically crumbles to the floor by her closet crying. Yeah. It's a horrible feeling. I don't know if I did. I think I, I don't think I felt like I, I wanted to cry like this, but I felt horrible my first breakup because it was so gut wrenching. like, Oh, why that mm-hmm. I'm being rejected feeling, you know, it hurts. Yeah. You don't know how to deal with it. I cried like this multiple times and still do. <laughs> oh, I'm a crier. <laughs> Get them out. Sometimes, you know what though? That's good because I think, People are like so afraid to cry. I'm like, no, crying sometimes is it's good for you. It gets makes it physical. It comes out of you. You know, like it helps like refresh your emotions or something. It's amazing. Yeah, you gotta you gotta feel the hell out of your feelings, and that's how you get over them faster. Feel the hell out of your feelings. Get them out. Cry it out loud. Get no, sorry. Do 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 do. Can't see it, but Kay's dancing a little jig for me in her seat. It's nice. We need to go on tour. Let's do it. Woo! This is the, the live show. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the name. The re-watch, live rewatch, recap, recap, re re Yeah. <laughs> Relive. Relive. Re- the- Relive. Relive it. Recap. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yeah. Um, we pick up the next day with Angela in bed, staring at the ceiling. She says, this life has been a test. And it cuts back to her in the kitchen, blankly staring forward as her parents notice, you know, everything. she's just kind of being depressed. And she goes, if it had been an actual life, you would have received instructions on where to go and what to do. <laughs> Everyone is having breakfast around her and she just walks off. At school, Rayanne meets up with Sharon in the bathroom. She asks if Sharon and Kyle have gone all the way yet. And Sharon's getting annoyed and tells her that it's none of her business. Sharon's like, man, Rayanne's like, duh. I know it's none of my business. She only asks because she and, you know, Sharon can't stand each other. And then she tells Sharon, like, you just go ahead and tell me. You know, you can tell me anything. You can ask me anything because I, I it's relaxing. You'll see. <laughs> Sharon says, you're so weird. Rayanne says, duh, squared. I love that. So, I used to say that all the time after this. Duh I don't know what squared. duh squared. And I would never say duh the first time. So I just said <laughs> duh squared. Like I'd already said it. I don't know why. After checking under the stalls that they are alone, Sharon decides to tell Rianne that she promised herself she wouldn't go all the way until she was ready. And she is sticking to that. Mm-hmm. Good for you. I'm like sticking to that. <laughs> I like how Sharon talks. <laughs> she always look okay. Like, I don't know, just the way she does, she, she purses her lips and her dimples go. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, There's something about her face. It's funny. And Marianne's like, well, I was just curious because when I, mean, I saw you and, you know, Kyle making out in the hall, it looked like you were like reaching ecstasy. <laughs> and Sharon's like, well, yeah, you know how it is. And Marianne's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She says, well, in a way, I mean, I don't always feel anything yeah and i'm like maybe you should stop drinking and gain some real feelings for a guy girlfriend you know right maybe not do that she says she feels numb sometimes and sharon says well maybe that just means you haven't found the right guy yet and (laughs) rayanne says she's tried every type of guy every type of person by 15 she's tried every type of person (laughs) well you know it's probably true there's some some kids have rough lives, you know. I know. 
It's sad. She then tells Sharon that she doesn't have to look worried for her. Let's agree to disagree, Ray Ray. Okay. Yeah. You need people uh, to be worried about you, Rayanne. We're all a little worried for you, sweetie. <laughs> In the hall, Angela commends Rayanne on her short but real relationships. Angela says at least Rayanne doesn't have to make up her own relationships. Ricky, who seems annoyed, says, You don't you know you haven't heard his side. And Angela doesn't care. She doesn't want to see Jordan again for the rest of her. And that's when she sees Jordan headed her way. <laughs> Slow-mo walking down the hall. <laughs> right. And that's when her narration says, it was kind of like driving by a horrible car accident. You just had to look. She walks off, followed by Rayanne. Jordan stops by Ricky, who tells him that Angela is upset that he didn't show up and didn't call or anything. And Jordan agrees. And I just like noticed this. I don't know why, but when Jordan walks up to Ricky, he shrinks back into the locker. Like he cowers almost when he's talking. Ricky to him. does? Yeah. It's Aww. almost like he's afraid Jordan will hurt him, probably because of the guys he hangs around. But yeah. It's kind of sad to think he's had such a rough life that he instinctively cowers. Like, uh, you know? Yeah. Aww. But Jordan says that he just wasn't in the mood to meet her parents because Angela makes everything in such, such a big deal, which she does. She definitely does. She seems kind of passionate about it that Angela, um, excuse me. He sees kind of passionate about it. Angela takes, makes things too complicated and Ricky defends her. He says, you know, well, you know, we really, she really liked that song that you wrote. It was obvious what it was about. And that's when Jordan drops the bombshell when he confirms, yep, it was about my car. Yeah, and the look on Ricky's face is like, oh, crap. Yeah. At home, Graham is outside the bathroom waiting for the pregnancy test results, but it seems Patty has gotten her period. She is elated, but Graham, on the other hand, is definitely disappointed. Oh, no, his face was so It just drops so fast. She's over here celebrating, but he, you know, but then she looks over and she notices his face and she's like, oh, Graham, I'm so sorry. You wanted a son. And he's kind of upset. It's, it's, it's sad. It's kind of sad how he's upset. Yeah. <clears throat> she stops and she gives him a hug. She apologizes and said, you know, I thought you were past wanting a kid now. And he's like, oh, I thought I was too, actually, you know, yeah. but you put that freaking idea in my head. That was all oh, her. God. That was all her fault. Yeah. She and also, like, even if she was pregnant, there's no guarantee it was a son. They could have had a third freaking daughter. I know. And see, you would have screwed up then, too. Mm-hmm. So the next day, Patty knocks on Angela's door before entering with a pint of ice cream. Or maybe a little bit bigger than a pint. Might be half a gallon. Uh, Angela is on the bed. She's all depressed. Patty tells her, it's cookie dough. And you can eat it out of the carton. And Angela's like, I don't want to be cheered up. I don't want to be cheered up. Like, girl, she brought you cookie dough, ice cream. Eat it. I like her. I like Angela's look in this scene, too. She's got that like black flannel, like buttoned to the very top. Like, she just looks very, I don't know. Nunnish, I guess. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. No, I'm mourning this relationship. I'm wearing black flannel. So, yeah, Patty goes to leave, and Angela's like, well, you can leave the ice cream. I'm like, yep, ice cream makes it better, says my emotional eating problem. (laughs) Patty sits down and tells Angela how ironic emotions are. For instance, this week she was afraid she was pregnant. And this prompts Angela just to laugh her ass off. 
mm-hmm. instantly. Oh my god, mom! And she's laughing. Her Rolling spirits around. are lifted. Yeah, yeah. She's, you know, that was a good way to you know lift her spirits. Patty's embarrassed a little bit, but at least you know Angela feels better. So I guess she's fine with it. Outside, Graham and Danielle play catch as Brian walks up. Danielle instantly tells him that Angela's inside, but he says he came to see her about the saxophone lessons. She says she doesn't want the lessons anymore before dropping her glove and running inside. I'm like, that's right, Danielle. You don't need him. You deserve to be heard. Danielle is way more emotionally stable than her older sister. <laughs> I know. know. She's kind of wasting she's my learning. time on you. Yeah. She's watching what the parents are going through. She's watching what Angela's going through. She's learning everything. Mm-hmm. Brian picks up the glove and pitches to Graham as Angela and Patty come outside, still eating their ice cream. They comment on how desperate Graham must be for a son if he's pitching with Brian Krakow. <laughs> uh, yeah, seems pretty true. Graham gives Angela his glove before joining Patty on the porch for some nice little ice cream time. Brian teases Angela, asking if her parents were revolted by Jordan. She chucks the ball at him and says they are not talking about Jordan Catalano ever again. And he wants to know why, with a smug look on his face. Uh-huh. Like, He's like, happy about that. Yeah. She says they aren't talking about Jordan because Brian is incapable of understanding because it's never happened to him. She says another one of my favorite lines that I, I love to quote. She was just wait, just wait till it happens to you, Brian. Seriously. I cannot wait until it happens to you because I'm going to look at you and I'm going to laugh and I'll say, see, see, I told you so. Yeah. She's got a, She's got a real mean streak. She does, but he deserves that. You know, she walks off to get the ball. She threw too far, leaving Brian smug face to fall as he thinks about what she just said. And we fade she, out to the credits. Yeah. She actually kind of does that to Brian all the time. So he's already feeling that way like every day. She puts him in his place quite a few times and, and he just still <laughs> bounces back from it. Yeah. So, Kay, what lesson did we learn today? What did you learn from this episode, I guess? Oh, wow. Um, well, we already knew Jordan Catalano was a jerk. Um, I think we learned to lower our expectations a little bit. <laughs> not dive into things too quickly um and uh play hard to get a little bit (laughs) yeah i said something similar i said you know we had to pay attention to the red flags Mm -hmm. are you inventing this relationship or is it actually there yep we know that teen love is hard you got to learn to step back and see all the signs of the one-sided relationship Mm -hmm. and the jordan catalanos of the world will easily break your heart if you let them Yeah, that's so true. So make sure you take care of yourselves, kids. Yeah. Don't don't put yourself through that, okay? Stay away from the Jordan Catalanos. They may be cute. Aunt Kay and Uncle D, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Advice from Aunt Kay and Uncle D. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be a new segment. I can say that right now. Ooh, I love it. Uncle Kay and Uncle Kay. (laughs) I mean... I'm down with that. I'll be on the We've okay. gone trans. All right. Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys for listening so much. Um, please reach out to Kay at Sorry. FMWL pod. At FMWL pod. There you go. Woo. Okay. And yeah, don't 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 forget to listen to her. I almost said don't listen. Don't forget to listen to her on Fuck My Work Life with her husband, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. 
The Rewatch Recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at The Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird-ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. Until next time, stay in school, kids. Bye. <laughs> Bye.